Welcome to Grow Yourself to Grow Your Business, a podcast about growing your inner world so your outer world will reflect it. If you want to grow your business and learn how to make a profit in a heart-centered way, this is the show for you. Each week, you'll discover tips and inspiration for growing yourself, gaining wisdom, overcoming obstacles, and growing your business as a result. This is the podcast for holistic practitioners and coaches who want to make a difference in the world and be more profitable while helping more people. And now, here's your host, Liesl Teversham. Hello and welcome. This is Liesl Teversham of SavvySelfGrowth.com. And today I'm honored, really excited and so grateful to introduce you to someone who's been an inspiration for me for a long time. Let me share with you a little bit about our guest today. Dr. Craig Wiener, along with his wife, Alina Frank, co-directs and trains tapping practitioners in the art, science and business of EFT with their two two businesses. The one is EFTTappingTraining.com and then also EFTMBA.com. And Craig will tell us a little bit about that at the end of our conversation today. And their mission is to provide mentoring for EFT coaches and empower and support these tapping professionals to create financially successful businesses while making a transformative difference in the world through tapping. Craig, welcome. It's so fantastic for me to speak with you today and I can't wait to share your wisdom with our listeners. Well, it's equally my honor and joy to be here as well with you all the way from little Whidbey Island near Seattle, Washington and across the world and pond with you. So it's my joy and honor as well. Oh, thank you so much. And I'd like to dive right in and with our first question. I know, um, you know, you you and Alina, I've been admiring the incredible work that you do with, with tapping practitioners for a long time and helping them to succeed and build businesses that they can love and enjoy and thrive with. So I know that usually we all walk a very interesting road actually towards our own success. We want success to go in a straight road, but that a straight line, but it doesn't always work like that. So can you share with us a little bit about the road you took, Craig, where you started and maybe some turns that it took to where you are now? Sure. And I would agree with you that I have yet to meet anybody that the trajectory is a straight line. And on a very personal level, um, we've spoken about this publicly, but when I first started practice, uh, my EFT practice, because I'm also a chiropractor, and after Alina had started her practice, um, basically things fell apart. Um, We didn't get to bankruptcy, but we lost two homes, um, and we were in very challenging financial straits. Um, soon after starting, and we were at a place of really looking, okay, what now? We had a commitment to doing the work, we had, but it was a tough economic time in the U.S. for, for everybody, um, and it certainly hit us as well. But we really kept our focus on our passion and our work, and our partnership and support of each other really helped. Um, and now, to be honest, every year um, – our growth, our collaborations, our connections, our projects, and our income continues to increase. And of course, please, I want to recognize that income is only one measure of success and thriving, but it is an important one because 
we need that to survive. But the lovely thing is um, things have expanded as far as programs we're offering, ability to travel and teach and enjoy our lives, um, connections with other people in the tapping field. It just continues to increase, but that doesn't mean that there aren't setbacks and challenges along the way. There always are. I love that you mentioned that. Thank you, because I think it's so important for especially beginning practitioners to realize that there always will be challenges along the, the road of life and there are ways to overcome them. And even the people who look extremely successful have their own challenges and the things to overcome. So that is beautiful that you mentioned that. Um, if, if I could then ask you the next question is, are you willing to share with us maybe one of the biggest growth opportunities for you on your way here, or maybe stated in a different way, a limit that you had to overcome to get your business to where it is today? Mm, that's a wonderful question. Two things popped to mind. Um, one of them was um, a fairly recent project that we're in the middle of. We're in the middle of creating a, a documentary called The Science of Tapping. And it began out of a visionary conversation with a person that we collaborated with. And about a year into the project and thousands of dollars into it, we realized that this relationship was not working. Um, but we had put a lot of money into it already. And I had noticed that there was a part of me that was willing to try to try to make it work, even though it was clear that it wasn't um, flowing easily and I'm committed to things flowing easily. But I noticed that part of me that said, yeah, but you've got thousands of dollars put in. You can't just let this go. Um, and in this point, it's wonderful to have a partner um, that can have another perspective and Alina at that time said, I am unwilling to move forward. It is more important. I would rather let go of the money that we spent than continue to work with a, relation, a business relationship that doesn't flow. And I watched my holding breath and I watched my stomach and chest tighten and I watched my money concern at the time. Luckily, it was really only a few minutes. But I remember those few minutes distinctly, that feeling of, but 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 we put this time and this energy and this money in, and I felt that that restrictiveness and I so I know what that's like from my earlier past as well. But to have a reflection that said, "Let it go." When you let it go, it'll happen even easier and more will come, which is exactly what happened. Is we let it go and new partnerships and better partnerships emerged. So I want to say that feelings sometimes are not the truth. And in fact, more than we may wish to acknowledge. And sometimes a feeling is just a fear. And that fear just comes from our past experiences. And we need to be able to hold a larger vision, a larger why. You know the question, why am I doing this? Absolutely. What is my commitment to? And, um, and know that we'll hit those moments of challenging are you willing to stick to the higher road and the higher vision here of ease and flow and, you know, and vision and allow that to pass and have people around us that'll be excellent reflections to help us be able to see that more quickly. Mm. So that's the one that came to mind. That is amazing. I just want to comment there and say, wow, that was a, must have been a really tough one. 
and how wonderful that you had the support to work through that in a in a very quick and seems like a relatively painless way. It was. It was painful for the short period of time that it was. But I will say that once one gets on the other side of that letting go, the strength and the freedom and the expansiveness that happens from being able to say no. I've taught and mentored many practitioners, and what I tell them is one of the most expansive freeing days will will happen when a client approaches you to be their client and basically you know, no, this is not a right fit and you refer them out instead of having to accept every client that calls or rings you. And I know exactly what you meant to be able to not have to say yes to everybody was incredibly freeing even though the fear and the um, the anxiousness was all there about having to take everybody because financially I needed the fees. Yeah. Exactly. That I love that you mentioned that, Craig, because I'm not sure uh, if you saw that I, I wrote a book about saying no with tapping. Mm-hmm. And, and it is one of the most incredible um, joys to overcome the, 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 the fear of, of – um, saying no to even one person, never mind, you know, clients who can bring you income. So love that you mentioned that. And I think it's an incredible, uh, important point for us all to take in the freedom and the expansiveness and the confidence that comes from saying yes to myself. Yes. And, and like I tell people, no is a full sentence. Yes, (laughs) absolutely. And then your second point is that you mentioned there were two. The second one, um, Oh, I know. Um, So what I wanted to say also is that because I also have um, a chiropractic practice, I'm still in practice um, several days a week. What I noticed the last time is as our EFT businesses, the mentoring, uh, the business mentoring, um, also EFT practice, um, the the trauma webinars and different things that we teach is really demanding more and more of my time. And I had to let go of another day of practice um, in my chiropractic office. And I watched that having to let go of a day of that, I had to come up to the considerations of what are are my patients going to think, that I'm less available, what what does it look like, what is my identity as a chiropractor to be able to start to release some of the attachment because I've been doing that for 25 years. And so there was a real strong sense of identity uh, for me to be able to follow the flow of the growth and the contribution that we're making to the world with with tapping that I had to let go more of the time of that previous identity of who I was. So identity challenges. And I see that as people, for example, when we mentor new EFT practitioners that are changing fields that are coming from another vocation and they have a strong identity, whether it's a business identity in a career, whether it's an identity as a caregiver or spouse or mother, you know, whatever their identity was that often when a person starts to grow their EFT practice and really start to look at it as a business and as an income, what I promise is going to come up are challenges. Challenges of identity, challenges of who I am, who I was versus who I'm becoming, what people think about that. And of course, we each have our own individual fears, concerns, identity, caricature, structure, all those things. So 
Um, so that's an, another example that came up. That is a fantastic one as well. And it so often can come up for us all in the course of our life because we usually don't have a career for 30 years or 40 years anymore like our parents used to maybe have. Mm -hmm. It's much more prevalent to change careers. And, and with that, oh, yes, I, I had an example a couple of years ago, the same, where I needed to let go of, of a career. And it, it's a very scary place for us. And there's a feeling of, well, who will I be now? Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, so, wow, what a powerful um, place, though, to to, um, to step into something new and, and almost recreate who we are. Yeah. But I think it also, that journey, you know, as one would say, the hero's journey really requires that and is, um, is often a valuable, valuable part of the shedding of a skin of who we were. And I don't want to say things need to be hard all the time because I truly don't believe that. But I think that there is some form of shedding of a former skin. And for some, it's easier or harder or more profound. And the challenges that we face and then overcome, I think, only enables us to have more courage, more knowing, more self-affirmation in where we've come from and where we are. So I think that those challenges if we can really start to see them as opportunities for um, for being able to move into a warp speed that will accelerate us forward and not to shy away from them, but to almost embrace them. And when we start to flip that switch and embrace the challenges as opportunities for possibility, um, there really is so much power there. And and that's not saying it's easy. I really don't want to speak, you know, possibility speak without being very real that we all are facing challenges with what our what our family needs from us and economically what we need to do each day and the bills we need to pay so all those are very real things and i don't want to make light of that but when we do start to switch our perspective and start to embrace the challenges the possibilities things magically begin to shift in unknown ways I just love the way you put it. It's very, very powerful, and I'm certainly going to replay this a few times to get all out of it. Um, Craig, that leads me to the next question I'd love to ask is, in beginning practitioners' um, businesses, I'm sure there are mistakes, and maybe you've seen in your in your mentoring and coaching of new practitioners a few of the same ones happen over and over. Or can you share with us a few of those mistakes, one or two, or a few that you see tapping practitioners make when they try to grow their business? Sure, yeah. I, I feel very honored um, to work with Alina and the the MBA program that we do is a, is a business mentoring program. It's the marketing and, and business aspect of an EFT practice. And so what we is passionate because we also train. We train for EFT Universe and for Matrix Reimprinting and, and we train for different organizations. For years, we've been training at the highest standards that we can of skillful practitioners, right? But it was painful to see skillful practitioners not thrive in the business end and then let it go or give it up or have to go back to their old job. And and so we really felt and we saw that they didn't have the business skills. And having run a private practice, et cetera, I, I was fairly good at that already. 
And so we started to develop the program of doing that. And what we saw most often, some of the things, number one is people think and practitioners think because they've had such incredible healings with EFT and tapping that they can just say, I'm a EFT practitioner, I can help you. And that that's an effective marketing approach. And so they would develop websites like EFTCanHealYourLife.com and tapping for transformation.com and things, or they would name their business and they would think that EFT is the way to market themselves. Mm. And I hate to say that it's not. Most of the world has no idea what EFT is. Most of the world has no idea what tapping is. Because we tend to be immersed in that world, part of us thinks everybody does, but they don't. It's one thing if you say I'm an attorney or I'm a plumber or people know what you do. If you say I'm an EFT practitioner, people will look at you with wide eyes. So the foundational level of where we start with every practitioner before website, before business cards, before naming their business, before any of those things is getting very clear on their niche and their specialty and their focus. Not because it's going to be everything that they work with. Because even if your niche was working with, oh, professional uh, soccer players, you know, I'll mm -hmm. make one up simply. You think, I don't only want to work with soccer players. I want to work with women who are going through life changes. And I want to work with people who've lived through these experiences and that are, et cetera, et cetera. I promise you, when have you ever started a session where somebody has a complaint and they stay on that complaint? Doesn't it lead to their childhood? Doesn't it lead to their relationships? Doesn't it lead to their financial fear? Doesn't it lead to intimacy issues? Doesn't it lead, et cetera? So every person that comes to you will lead to a wide variety of wonderful places that you want to go. But if you want to stand out, as a practitioner, you have to have a specialty that people think of you as an authority as, and they have to think of, oh, you're the person that really does this. You're the person that's an expert at that, and that calls to me. I need you because you want to appeal if somebody literally is staying up late at night on the computer looking for help, they have a problem that they want solved. And you want to be the person that can help them solve that problem. And you can't help everybody solve everything. People won't trust that. I'm sure you don't, and I don't, and they won't. Exactly. So I would say the biggest problem that I see is just like early tappers that tend to be too general and too broad, and we teach them how to be specific in their technique, we also teach them how to be specific with their business and marketing. And that has its amplifications in so many ways when people are on social media and they basically blog about anything and everything that interests them. Well, that's fine if that's what you're interested in personally, but it's not an effective business approach at all. So I would say that's a really, really big one and one we start off with. And it's the most important piece because everything builds from that. Your niche development is what your website will build on, what you blog about, what you post in social media, what you give workshops and lectures about, what products you create. All of those things come from that foundation. That is an incredibly important point, and you gave us so much information. 
Um, that's fantastic, Craig, and I'm so grateful you brought that up because this is hugely helpful for not only tapping practitioners, but anybody who um, mm -hmm. are, you know, starting a business with any kind of healing modality. And Absolutely. Um, it is. It's wonderful. And, you know, I, I was a massage therapist and people want to know, people love bragging to their friends that I've got the best person that specializes in what I have. They love that. There's just they they um, that's just something that I see all the time. And that's whether it's an acupuncturist, a body worker, a hypnotherapist, a Reiki practitioner, that they already know you have the basic skill of body work, Reiki, acupuncture, whatever it is. But if you're also somebody that does this and specializes in this, they are much more likely to refer other people to you because you specialize in that. And it just it increases the referral rate exponentially. Wow, and that is fantastic. Um, yes, we don't have to, in the end, not go chasing business, but it walks to us because we are really good with what we do in that one field. Mm -hmm. Yes. And then my next question leads to more of a mindset challenge. Mm -hmm. Are there mindset challenges that you see new practitioners face when they start um, creating their first income from, from tapping or EFT? I, in the years that I've been doing this, I can recall one person where there was not. Aha. Uh -huh. <laughs> very unusual person then. <laughs> she was. Um, a very powerful businesswoman that money is not an issue for her. Oh. It's just it's never been. She always was able to create that. And so that is her niche in working with women to be able to see that and know that and embody that. But everybody else, yes. Yep. So... Um, for EFT Universe, we created something called the Money Mindfulness Mastery Workshop. But basically, it's all about, and we include that in the MBA program, because it just is so broad, the reasons why we don't feel worthy, the reasons why um, we don't feel like we can really succeed and thrive exponentially, the reasons and the emotional blocks from our history and all the implicit and childhood learnings and messages we got from our parents to not be able to, we shouldn't do better than our parents, that um, you should only be able to have so much. And, and all of the different internal blocks that limit us. And then when we start to hear, uh, Alina had, I remember, told a story where one year she was doing her um, practice income and she had made to the dollar the exact amount from her practice that she had the year before. Goodness me, you, that's like some doing. <laughs> which she couldn't even try to do, you know. No, and she no. saw that as the limited ceiling block that she had made an unconscious decision about. And then, of course, tapped on that and worked on that until that was gone. But I haven't rarely met anybody that doesn't have those internal resistance to what will people think, who in my family or circle will judge me if I actually really thrive or if I buy that really can buy that really nice car that I really want to have. And again, it's it's about money, but it's not about money. Right. Because income and money is really just an energy exchange. But if we don't feel worthy of if we have limiting blocks and beliefs about what we deserve and what we can have, then I don't care how good a niche you have and I don't care how good marketing you have. And I don't even care how much good income you have because you'll find a way to lose it or you'll find a way to have expenses that take it away. 
So a very important module that we have in the course, and that's important for everybody, is really flushing out all those limiting decisions um, and core beliefs about money and worth and what you deserve. So yes, it's huge. Yeah, very important. That is a huge topic area, um, Craig, yes, and so glad to hear it's included in your MBA because yeah, we can be the best at what we do and if we're not feeling okay to receive, mm, it's just going to all not come in or flush out or create huge debts or live beyond our means or something, but something is going to um, sabotage it or not let it happen. I love that. And... Talking about the the subject of income, do mm -hmm. you have any ideas for us about what a new EFT practitioner ex can expect income-wise in their first one or two years of practice? Well, um, what I will say is that last year we did a survey, um, and being a newer profession, there aren't a lot of outside groups or companies doing surveys of EFT practitioners that I've seen. So as far as I know, it was the only one. So it was a representative survey. It was primarily United States. So I'm going to use U.S. dollars, though there were some international participants. I hate to say that 85% of the people surveyed had made under $15,000 that year which in the U.S. is under the poverty level. Um, it is not sufficient to to have a solid income and, and live well. And that varied, though, we will have to say, from part-time to full-time practitioners because people have all their variations of how they're practicing. Um, and so we had questions about what made those that were succeeding succeed and what didn't. Um, and many of the things that that practitioners did not do was they didn't really have a plan. They didn't have either a business coach, and I'm not saying everybody needs to, but they either didn't have the knowledge skills, they didn't have the tools, they didn't really know how to proceed. They loved what they were doing. They were passionate about their work, but they didn't have the skills or the know-how or a plan or a strategy for how to really succeed in business and didn't invest the money in it so they weren't really thriving and they were questioning how long they could stay in practice and it was more like a hobby. Mm. So I want to just um, say that if you are going to leave your day job, if you are going to say I'm making a transformational change of my career from one to one of EFT, tapping or whatever um, career like that that you're going to, you have to have a plan. You have to have some sort of business plan. Otherwise, you're going to have to have a transition. And it's fine to have a transition to build up your practice, to get your certification, to build it up to two people in a week and then to five people and then to, you know, depending what your goals are, whether it is 15 or 20 or whether you wish to create products with it or whatever it is. Allow for a time of transition because very few people go straight into their tapping practice and thrive. And certainly I've rarely seen it if they don't have a strong entrepreneurial background because you're not working for somebody 98% of the time as an EFT practitioner. You're on your own as an entrepreneur. And if you're not comfortable with that transition, you need to really get some help. Um, otherwise, it would be very sad and it breaks my heart to see really wonderful, passionate practitioners 
say, I just can't afford to do this anymore. I just have to go back to my grind at the tech firm or the, the whatever. Mm. Yeah. What a hugely important point, Craig. I've heard this so often from people who are successful currently in their business. And they said to me the first thing they did was to get a business coach or a coach or a mentor or somebody who's walked the road and could show them the pitfalls and, you know, hold their hand. Because it is a lonely road to walk when you start this journey. We we do not, on an EFT course, because I'm a trainer as well, we do not have the time to teach the business skills. So it requires extra um, investment and no brick and mortar business in the world um, can you walk in, you know, after the day you, you purchase the property or, or the business, or whatever, you don't walk in the next day with pure profit. You have to invest and create products and do a whole lot of things. And it's the same with a, with a service like we are providing. And I think um, such an important point to realize is it does take investment in yourself and your skills. And, and you and I both know how many times we've fallen down, we've purchased a program, we've tried a new tech software, we've, you know, I can't even describe how many times we've used a product or used a service that was not up to snuff. And I wish that, you know, that we could have taken back the time, energy and money to do that. So whether you call it a business coach or a mentor or somebody that's walked the path ahead of you so that they can save you. I mean, I think about sometimes just the research that it took for one web based product and the amount of hours and time and energy that if somebody said, Oh, just use this. Hmm. Exactly. <laughs> how, much, how, how much of that exhaustion and energy that's worth. And you know, the, um, in the program, it's a, for us, I, it's a six-month program, but I tell people, really, it's more like a year. Um, the reason why is in the six months we're downloading, we're offering a ton of teaching on all the things from website and SEO and niche and all those different things. But you're learning that. And just like in a first EFT workshop, you're you're like learning it. You're finding yourself go blank because of the fear or the anxiety about a certain part, and you're integrating only so much. But as you start to go through the material again, you're like, oh, that's what they meant by keyword or that's what they meant by story by using my story or that. And then people start to integrate. And so it's really, really um, just so exciting and lovely to watch. For example, we put on a conference every year and every year, usually at least two of the presenters are, have been students of ours that have reached a level of not success, but um, professionalism, where they start to become presenters at the conference. And I can't tell you how proud I am when I watch them get up there in the front of the audience, knowing where they were a year or two before, um, you know, in their hesitancy and their nervousness and their anxiousness of whether I could ever do that and watching them just, you know, stand up and receive the applause and do a wonderful job. That that takes time. It doesn't happen overnight. But um but we want to reduce the amount of time that it takes for people to get there by as much as possible. Exactly. I think that is the point here is we can shorten that time. It doesn't have to take two or three years of struggle. It can be done so much shorter and we still need somebody to guide us through that process. Oh, that is wonderful, Craig. And so a last question that I have, our time goes by so very quickly. I know. <laughs> um, would you want to let us know, please, of any learning opportunities um, and how they can get in touch with you? Sure. 
So I would say the main ways are, are, are the business website is EFTMBA.com. That's EFT um, Marketing and Business Academy. Um, so that's regarding that program. The, our general website for the trainings around the world and the different things that we do and what we're up to is EFTTappingTraining.com. And our newest uh, webinar release that I'm so proud of is um, Tapping Out of Trauma. And this is an eight-week online webinar um, in which myself and a partner really deepen uh, tapping practitioners' knowledge base and expand it beyond just tapping for how to work with people with trauma, bringing in all of the neuroscience research of Bessel van der Kock and Stephen Porges and and Alan Shore and so many other people in the trauma world. So so those are the ways right now. And, of course, you can find – EFT tapping training on Facebook and, you know, just Google us, Alina Frank or Craig Wiener, and you'll find us. Fantastic. I really loved what you mentioned about the tapping out of trauma program, because Mm -hmm. I think as new tapping practitioners often think, well, EFT works for everything and it does. But for trauma, we, we need really such incredible skills to hold a person in a place of or, or, you know, hold the space for them. Um, Thank you. And and we we need really 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 deep skills for that. So I'm so pleased to hear about this program, and I I wish you every success with that. Thank you so much, Lisa. This has been a joy. You're just what do I want to say? Everything about you is delightful. So thank you so much. Oh my goodness, that, that was such a lovely comment. Thank you, Craig. And the same from here. Um, if you do you have any last sort of inspiration or an action step or something you'd love to share with us that we haven't already covered hmm. okay yeah out of the trauma teaching that I do and out of all the study that I do and all the ways that we're working with people for profound change which is what we do is tapping practitioners is we are um, we are conduits for them to make profound life changes, transformational changes. The more that I research tapping, the more that I understand memory, trauma, and the way the brain and neuroscience works, the more profoundly impressed I am with what tapping does. I thought it was somewhat silly at the beginning. I will be very honest with you. It looked silly. It did not meet my scientific um, barometers of acceptability early on. Um, The terminologies that were used seemed kindergarten. All of those things that were were overly simple for me, now I can only appreciate more and more with the study of the deepest science just how profound a technology, a technique tapping is. So you are in the right place. You are on the cutting edge. Keep it up. Get skillful. Get deeper training. Learn what you need to do to succeed because the world needs you. The world right now needs you so much. So keep it up. Keep going and know that you're on the right path and just get the skills you need to be able to thrive. And then what else is there? Making a difference in the world and making a thriving living and having a thriving life. What else is there? Oh, my word, that was so powerful. I had such goosebumps as I listened to that about the the science of EFT and and how much you find that it is powerful. 
Craig, well, this has been an incredible experience for me to be able to speak with you and everything about you is delightful as well. It was really amazing <laughs> for me to have this inspiring conversation. Thank you for sharing all your wisdom and the experience you've built up over the years. And I encourage our listeners again to go to Craig's beautiful website, eftmba.com or efttappingtraining.com or tappingoutoftrauma.com. And all those links will be available on our show notes um, on the page as well. So thank you again, Craig. What a wonderful privilege for me. Mm, my joy. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you were inspired by this show, please leave a rating and review on iTunes. For tips on reaching your goals as a practitioner, visit www.savvyselfgrowth.com to receive the Savvy Goal Achievers Inside Secrets to reach your dreams. Each week, we will bring you tips and wisdom from experts who walk their talk and make an inspiring difference in the world. Shine your light brightly as you grow yourself to grow your business. 